everybody. Welcome back to the Late Late Capitalism Show. We have uh, two queens we want to discuss here today. We do a lot of, you know, episodes where we just talk about three funny women, but this is one of those episodes. So uh, we're going to start off with a very fun homecoming story where there is a, a woman here. Not homecoming. Sorry, St. Patrick's Day. Wrong. They're She's trying to erase Irish heritage already. <laughs> what the what if fuck? The, it's the Irish coming home to Kingston. Yeah, that's so, right. Away <laughs> from Megan's, the famine. Yeah, Megan's right in a way. Yeah. So basically <laughs> uh, what happened with this story or Jesse, do you want to tell it? Oh, yeah. So okay. last week on episode. Yes. This is this is Benny Hill become real. Yes. Episode 98, our gay student uh, correspondent and and ourselves discussed what Queen's St. Patrick's Day 2022 could look like. And for the most part, we were right that it was just kind of like a silly goof around time. Uh, and a couple very funny things happened. Chance, I know this first part you're going to love because you mm-hmm. sent it to the group chat and just I, typed LOL in all caps, <laughs> I believe. I, I had a pretty quick uh, uh, trigger finger on that one, for sure. <laughs> I I saw it, was about to send it, and I was like, no, I feel like Chance has probably already seen this and will happily send it our way. <laughs> Which was, uh, so these two are tied together. So here's the headline. Kingston police seek public assistance after officer injured at Aberdeen street party. Mm-hmm. Kingston police are continuing to investigate an incident in which one of their officers was struck in the head and injured by a drink container. Uh-huh. And this is the this is the vernacular Kingstonist used. While in the execution of her duties at a post-St. Patrick's Day party on Saturday... <laughs> the execution. I was I was assaulted by a tactical drink container yeah. that was fired I, at a lethal velocity. I was in a kinetic situation with a, a glass vessel. Officer involved bottling. <laughs> so this incident took place, and this is to me the timing is I don't know, just really funny. At 2 18 p.m. specifically. Oh yeah, it was yeah. broad daylight, yeah. baby. Well that's you know, you gotta be careful. If you're like walking around downtown Kingston at 2 18 p.m., like you know, anything that happens to you, that's on you at that point, I would say. <laughs> yeah, and True. I mean to be fair, they the cops were wearing orange and they were looking to disrupt the peaceful gathering. <laughs> that's right. Of, of all of the, the Irish Irish race, people. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I look at this photo, I see all types of Irish people. I see women. I see men. Mm-hmm. I see guys in Boston Celtics jerseys. I see uh, Serbians who just it. really identify with the cause. <laughs> hey, having good party fun time in Kingston. <laughs> there were a lot of out-of-towners, because I work at a bar, and I was like, oh, like what brings you guys to town? They're like, yeah, I'm from Oshawa, and I'm like so excited to get fucked up I'm like that's cool <laughs> thank you for thank coming you. to my bar <laughs> i can't i can't wait to watch you vomit later that's sweet yeah it's it's wild oh, what happened to like our cop our, our our dear our precious uh, boy the officer was subsequently transported to kingston general hospital to have her open head wound treated yeah megan he can laugh at that injured. that's hard not only men can have open head wounds yeah. <laughs> lean into me, the bottle ladies i've heard enough of injury and i want to hear more about injury uh so if yes, you have sir. any tips if our listeners have any tips and they want to email jay yeah, maybe send them a picture of Goatsy. Send them Sonic kissing Shadow. <laughs> I don't send think... them that. 
<laughs> you know, feel free yeah, if you just have any pig tips. poop balls. That's always the yeah. Place, yeah. <laughs> Megan, I think you... what he just suggested is actually illegal. So, like, maybe yeah. don't, maybe don't put that one in. But okay, yeah. If no, you have that... any tips, keep them to yourself. Yes, right. you're allowed to send no goatsy to people. No, not you're not allowed to send goatsy to the police. <laughs> they actually really? made that a rule. Yeah, because it kept turning all the cops gay. <laughs> Turn them on, and then they couldn't reproduce. They got distracted oh from my work. God, they're actually a threatened species, and I'm the one doing <laughs> the threatening. Yeah, the yeah. cops are are really inbred. Uh, we have to maintain their genetic uh, diversity. Yeah, so, it's 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 not the cops; it's the owners. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Mrs. Officer was out in the crowd, yes. and uh, she got pinged upside the head. And uh, she ended up in the hospital, but it was a couple days later that oh. they found out maybe more happened during that incident. Yes. And on that note, I, I would like to just, yeah, I'm trying to find the original headline because uh, there's been developments. Okay. The original headline, public assistance requested after female takes Kingston police gun magazine. <laughs> yeah. So basically what seems to have happened in this story is that this officer was trying to arrest oh, yeah. a boy so he managed to wriggle away because like yeah. she either wasn't holding on very tight or it's like a teenager and he was drunk and he was fast she falls over yeah also in this process is bottled in the head and her gun just falls on the pavement the ammunition empties yeah. it's like, in, like when you're playing a lego star wars game and your character breaks out all the pieces <laughs> Officer Lego Princess Leia down. <laughs> and this is where the funny girl comes in because a yeah. woman just picks up the ammunition and walks away. Yeah, and leaves. which is yeah. a objectively hilarious and the correct thing to do in that scenario. Pretty chat. Like it's you know, funny. like the I know picture is so it, funny. The picture is very good. Uh, you know, it's past International Women's Day, so I'm allowed to say, like, women, they love magazines, folks. Oh, and if you leave a magazine so lying around, they're going to grab it, you know? Judge, my, uh, my defense is that I thought it was a Cosmo. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have to understand, Judge, that uh, because of, uh, you know, my gatherer natures as a woman, I just, I can't help but pick shit up that I find on the ground. Yeah. So, unfortunately, I will, I will say... This this has been updated. So the original here's here's the Kingstonists' uh, words: the gun magazine that became dislodged during an attempted <laughs> <Dislodged>. arrest <laughs> and subsequently went missing has now quote been recovered, and the woman whose photos were circulated by police is no longer a person of interest. Oh. So they Wait, just, so like, they were just lying about this whole well, thing? Well, maybe she just returned them, but like no, no. it doesn't. It doesn't say she returned it. Like it literally yeah. just said. Okay, they let me read yeah, this. they they would have. This was like, they would have. Yeah. The woman spoke with investigators, and it has been verified that she did not pick up the missing firearms magazine. Police said in a release. So they what? just blasted this woman all over social media for no for reason. No re they just, posted yeah. her face. Like, yeah. And we're yeah. saying woman, but like this is a kid. A girl. Like, yeah. This is like yeah. a twenty-year-old. You know? Arguably, probably not even eighteen or nineteen. Like yeah, there's a possibility a that child. she's literally seventeen years old. 
And yeah. they literally posted photos of her everywhere yeah. saying she did this. And then <laughs> what, like a few hours weapons. later, they're like, oh, never mind. She didn't. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, turns out like it was up my fucking ass crack. <laughs> Kingston police wish to thank the woman for her cooperation and coming forward and helping to quickly resolve this incident. Only after we posted her picture yeah. all over social media and yeah. comments and literally called shamed her for yeah. her to be beaten. The magazine mm-hmm. with ammunition has since been recovered. Huh. And there are no further public safety concerns, and no charges are pending in regards to missing police property. Kingston Police did not respond to requests for information regarding when, how, and where the magazine was recovered. <laughs> they li- literally, she had it the whole time, and is just a fucking idiot. Yeah, I, she had so it behind cool. her ear. I wonder if she actually did have it and returned it, and this was just a way to get like another white woman out of, out of you know the prison Ooh, system. Yeah. Do you know what? Like they, yeah. they were like, we, yeah, they were like, we need to, you know, it's been really hard and it's really tough on white women uh, to get jail time. So like, we'll just act like we found it in a ditch or something. You go on <laughs> your way. Jail yeah. time for well, you know, for, for, like, you know, e- equitable treatment is when all women of all creeds and colors are locked up for no reason. <laughs> mm. That is true. I think they it's did just, say in the presser that it was like a felony or whatever. It was like a federal charge or a federal crime for them to have that ammunition. Yeah. I'm trying so they, to find they the did try to go post. off, but like if if there's one lesson that I think I'm getting from this, it's that you know Kingston police just like they really they don't have the resources they need to deal with mm, uh, again 19 year olds, uh, and we should probably like consider upping their budget just to make sure like if they do lose any of their you know uh metric tons of ammunition they have some money to play around with they can get some more mm. it's yeah. it's also so funny that they're showing up to like this university event like fully strapped with like a glock yeah <laughs> that's, cool. that's what i was saying to dean too like the fact that they're armed for this event is ridiculous like and the fact first that they're armed second that they're like trying to arrest people just by like grabbing them from behind and yeah, then their tr- gun is like that easily able to fall yeah. out of their belt like this is they're, they're like it playing two-hand touch so much more unsafe <laughs> by just like letting guns fly like willy-nilly all over this event yeah. this so ridiculous. i went out i went out and did some investigative journalism uh, uh a few days after this all happened right and i was like <clears throat> i want to get the opinion of the people of kingston so what i have here is <clears throat> some quotes Uh, Some notable quotes from people of Kingston regarding this whole entire incident. Not necessarily the magazine part. This was before that. This is when people got hit in the head with the bottle. And it was funny. Wow, Um, people. Wow, so sorry about officer hurt by bottle. Cray cray. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That person should be mayor. uh, (laughs) What a fucking joke. So if you go to Queens, you can pretty much do whatever you want. Anyone else in Kingston would have been shut down and arrested. Uh, which is really funny because I was at the trucker protest and that didn't get shut down and nobody got arrested for that. And also, Ooh. she did try to arrest the guy and uh, he ran away. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's just that your cops are incompetent. In the past parties, frozen bottles were hurled at paramedics there to help <laughs> drunken students. I guess frozen this time bottles. they may pay more attention because a police officer was yeah. hit. Well, that way you can do like 1d6 cold damage. Yeah, doing <laughs> was... a knockout game with frozen <laughs> bottles. Yeah, you know you know how you love to have a beer so cold you can't drink it? Yeah, yeah who freezes awesome. a fucking bottle? I guess uh, maybe if it's like a high enough proof that it won't 
freeze but like well, come like on the real question is were people really throwing bottles at paramedics because yeah, that's like, that's I was pretty sure. yeah. a cab includes paramedics so <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's right what the hell is wrong with kids today they have no respect for anybody but god forbid we were disrespectful to them spoiled punks what? Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. What are you talking about? What do you mean? When's the last time you've talked to a queen student? <laughs> oh, this is a good one. Don't talk about the two cops. I don't think the they're allowed cops. within 500 feet of a queen student. <laughs> don't talk about the two cops that arrested one of the kids, then proceeded to punch him in the face four times, though. Uh, <laughs> I actually trust that statement. I believe yeah. that that probably did happen. Well, yeah. Well, I like random, gonna... like the thing to remember about random Facebook comments is that when they are. Things that I don't agree with, they're, you know, morons talking yeah. out of their ass. Yeah, but yeah, if it's yeah. something that I want to believe is true, it definitely happened. Yeah, exactly. We all know this. Yeah. Okay, but speaking of that, actually, I was going to bring up just, you know, reminder about cops. But we never covered this, but last month video came out of Kingston police um, kneeling on and punching a man that was oh, already yeah. handcuffed. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, and then the, my last comment here is uh, fire emoji. They the students need their asses kicked. So, <laughs> OK, that is true. That I. Can yeah. <laughs> so that's what I've got for you. They yeah. The students. Yeah. The, the one I, I do. I'll never forgive the people of Kingston for making me defend Queen students every year because it's not something that I want to be doing. But. Yeah, it's dumb. And then yeah, they're oh, always like, you I must be one of them. And it's like, yeah, but like, come on. <laughs> Chance, I got a good one for you. Oh, let's hear this it. is. Uh, from the day of 3.30, they were out of control. Throw them in Kingston Penitentiary <laughs> for the weekend. It's empty until there's consequences for this entitled disrespectful behavior. It will continue. You That's been proved year after year. You know what the consequences would this be? Is, and this is this from the same Kingston generation. Pen. I'm sorry, but this is from the same generation, like, when they were 20, were just, like, beating the shit out of, like, Puerto Ricans they found. Yeah, you know, Mark like, Wahlberg <laughs> style. Yeah. Like, I can't even imagine, like, the insanely like, fucked up shit that these people were doing when they were 20. Drunk driving and hitting their partners and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like, damn, <laughs> these kids are crazy. Like, they were, like, you know, I don't know, like, skinning deer alive or something. Like, just, like... <laughs> Because there was nothing else to do back what? then. And cackling to the devil. <laughs> they, they were filleting each other uh, for fun yeah. and sport. <laughs> uh, Yo, back in my day, we were doing wholesome things like trying to see the Yellow King in Carcosa. <laughs> <laughs> this kind of disrespect would never fly in his kingdom. <laughs> Time isn't as flat of a circle as it used to be. That's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so our main topic oh yeah i forgot we had something <laughs> else to talk about is that we we watched a media a piece of media from yes. the cbc which is our hobby is watching cbc media yeah i'm a cbc head i would say i've yep. got uh i've got a little bobblehead of peter uh, mansbridge yes yeah pretty cool. um i he's got a little um, bobblehead of Gian gameshi <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right i've got a george strombo bad dragon dildo Ooh. Cool. Cool. Bo uh, both it's, heads it's got are this, his face. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of curved up like his is. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so the thing we watched this week was called The Communist Daughter. It's a web series. The whole thing is under an hour, and yet Dean and I still were not able to finish it in <laughs> yeah. time. It was a pretty painful show. What? I was, this I show was thought awesome. it was okay. Yeah, um, I really so liked it. 
Yeah, so <laughs> Leah, it's made by Leah Sophie Cameron. B. It's based on her upbringing in the 80s because both of her parents were communists. Um, they weren't from the Soviet Union or anything. They were just Canadians who were really communist and then raised her and her brother communists. And now she's made a CBC show out of it. Um, I would say she she sort of treats her parents like they were stupid, even though reading about her actual parents, they seemed kind of cool. Yeah, that that was the thing that I, I wanted to touch on was, well, I guess, like, we should get into the show a little bit more first. But, like, the everyone, everyone in the show is painted as a moron because, you know, if you're writing a sitcom and you're not very smart uh, and not very good at writing comedy, that's the way to go is just make everyone say dumb shit all the time. Jesus. Uh Oh, I'm sorry. Are, are, are you guys like uh, communist daughter Stan? Should I not? I be liked it. How, how, how can you say that, you know, bad comedy is people saying dumb shit when the entire show that we do is just people saying dumb shit? <laughs> yeah. And also we live in a famously stupid world. And anytime no. smart comedy works, it works for maybe 10 people max. Dean's and like, they I, just make I themselves wish the communist smart. daughter was more like Big Bang Theory. <laughs> 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 it wasn't enough bazinga. <laughs> Well, yeah, because like they talk about, you know, when they mention the scientific thing, you're like, oh yeah, I've heard of that. Okay, that that's is like true. literally that is what fire. the show is. That that was yeah. I I'm abandoning my first point to say like, you know how like Big Bang is like, oh like Great. these people, yeah, Big Bang is fantastic uh, <laughs> because they're like like they say like oh like uh, Heisenberg's uncertainty principle says that you owe me more nachos and it's like hey they That's mentioned epic. something that I've heard of before and uh-huh. like I can connect that with like you know nerd or science ephemera and they're doing like a relatable comedy joke so I can sort of relate to these people that are unlike me and make me realize that I'm sort of like them but again they are still weird and different uh, and it is their weirdness and differentness that is funny. You could say the same thing for like my big fat Greek wedding, where uh-huh. like if it it, it works it. because they are you know Greek culture at that point was like com- basically completely foreign to Western audience or like at least American audiences. So like you got like the oh like these weird customs and like this these weird personalities that they have, uh, but. There's still one big family at the end of the day. And that's what this is. But instead of for like an ethnicity, for an ideology. And that is uh, the ideology that our show subscribes to 100%. We believe exactly the things that the characters in the show believe. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so then is it a good thing or a bad thing? No, it's an observation, Chance. Oh, uh, see, I only work in... In, um, yeah, you know, good <laughs> the moralistic binaries. The yeah. only binary I like is yes, the moralistic one. I don't believe in any other type, but uh, you know what? Honestly, I feel like we could get Leah Cameron on this show because I don't think she's doing anything else. So I'm gonna be nice to her. So I can okay. eventually be cast in season two. Inshallah of yeah. the communist daughter <laughs> where I will be playing. You know what? I think they could put me as like, I think it would be cool if she met uh, Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful. And I will play <laughs> Mr. Wonderful. I thought you could be like a Russian mobster to show like oh, mean, the, the dark side of the fall Dean, of the USSR. If, if you had uh, finished the series, you would know that that plot point, unfortunately, is played out now. So. Oh, shit. I would, I would want to have a role in the show. Um, it'd be Nazi's son and okay. I would play the son and, 
uh, you Who's know, the Nazi? I'm rebelling against my dad. Um, Justin Trudeau. <laughs> okay, yeah. now, now we're talking. <laughs> and what race are you in this? Just curious. I am whatever the genie from the Aladdin movie is. So, like, I'm blue. Blue Robin <laughs> <Ooh>. Williams. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Okay. So Should the, we talk about this show? Yeah, that- <laughs> so the show? Not really. In, in this show, the communist daughter, the main character is Dunyasha McDougal. Yeah, Dasha. Um, they are... They are a Scottish family, but um, so there's her, there's her brother, Boris. Um, there's her two parents who I don't remember the name of. Ian Mom and Dad. And Carol. Okay, okay, sounds good. And then they have a Russian man just like living with Oleg. them. Oleg. Um, <laughs> that their dad just like picked up one day and now he's Yeah, well, he was family. cruising. Um, and <laughs> yeah, then- <laughs> absolutely. The, the, the father is extremely gay coded and the fact that he's a yeah. smart white guy. Yeah, which for the record, he's a professor. Yeah, he's he's a professor of economics at like U of T. I Soviet economics. Soviet economics, which is beast. Uh, we could probably spend this whole episode just talking about the dad alone because there's a lot of stuff going on with him. Uh, I just sort of resent, you know, like the idea that your average uh, leftist in Canada is like some soy, like skinny effeminate like loser who's like that's not dean at all yeah who's sort of like (laughs) cosplaying this like soviet affectation and like you know like has a lot of like memorabilia and like reads a lot and talks a lot about (laughs) politics despite not actually ever doing anything uh and just being sort of a a weeb but for russia uh I just want to say once and for all, that is not what the average left is, uh, leftist is in this country. Uh, and it's a very offensive stereotype. Did you uh, not, I, I, the av- did you not catch the whole like liberal. plot point about him being the outcast weirdo in the whole entire neighborhood? But that's supposed to be because the rest of the neighborhood is full of conservatives. Yeah, no, that's also not true. Uh, people uh, like me are actually very well liked and beloved uh, mm-hmm. sort of like they, they throw roses at my feet as I walk down the street uh, and they don't think that I'm effeminate or off-putting at all. Yeah, but to, to be fair to to the dad, you said don't participate in politics. But in fact, the whole plot of this show. Yeah. So the main plot of the show is that the girl is trying to fit in in high school with a weird communist family. And she's trying to balance cool 80s high school. It's set in like 1984. Um, 1989. Her- 1989. Uh-huh. Just kidding. You can tell I really paid close attention to this show. Um, with her communist family values and being a good daughter. But the the running plot of the series is that the dad is running for city council. Um, and then so various shenanigans happen with his campaign. And then she is putting on a play with her school of little orphan Andy. Not sure if that's because they could not get the rights to the actual play Annie or they just wanted to make up their own play that was the same plot, but all the characters were named slightly differently. Um, well, what not do you guys all. Think? I mean, yeah, like it It would be weird because I don't think you really need to get the rights considering they're not actually doing the play. <laughs> so I think you can well, still like, talk about it. Like they, you definitely could have, but I think they, they sang a bit of a song. Mm-hmm. And for that reason, they could. Yeah, maybe. But like, I don't know. Either way, it was annoying and off-putting. <laughs> I, so... 
Chad response is just to be like, ah, whatever. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna enjoy the the, the fun hijinks of Sophia Bonjoff as Dasha Nekrasova. And it was a much, much better show that way. If you just recontextualize this, like every, (laughs) this is a very podcast show. At one point there's, they have a a show that opens with international women's day. And it's, Mm -hmm. yes, the joke is that three guys are at the table and it's like, should we wait for the girls? Oh, we'd be waiting forever. You know how women are. And I was like, oh, okay. I see she's a fan of our podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, felt, I felt very seen and represented in that moment. Yeah, finally. Yeah, yeah. so episode one, they get um, a TV in their house. That's the drama of episode one. The brother really wants one, and the rest of them vote him down because we learn that they have family meetings where they make all their family decisions council. together. Um, and they all get a vote. They're a very democratic family. Uh, the dad decides to run for city councilor, uh, not to win, but to move the conversation left. Um, yeah, which, which, yeah. Classic. Uh, that's pretty, awesome. Cla- yeah. That, that's and what we do with this show every day. We definitely don't it's, win. It's because he can't <laughs> acknowledge that he's a communist, you see. So he's got, it, it's more, this is honestly a perfect little satire of, uh leftists who aren't really leftists yes totally which i i was like ah you know what that's fine that's yeah. fun like not there, every character is stupid just the ones that need to be yeah there's a scene later on uh where our our her- heroine is giving a uh tour of her room to an ex-soviet girl yeah, uh soviet expat ex- soviet expat uh, who says? Uh, <laughs> no, well, that's a different guy altogether. Okay. Well, Soviet expat. Pardon me. There you go. Uh, who she explains like, oh, I used to have a little uh, doll of Stalin, but I got rid of it because he's not a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. So true. It's like, yeah, not man, wrong. that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a coward. At that point, like the only yeah. bad part of the show is yeah. when they no, got she, rid of the Stalin. Like she <laughs> should be thirsting over like that young Joseph pick that everyone thirsts <laughs> yeah. over. Um, so she goes to school. I think we're now, or no, we're still in episode one, but I wrote, she yeah. looks like Lindsay from freaks and geeks, which was actually intentional uh. because I looked it up after and the show, they wanted it to be set. Like it was freaks and geeks mixed with Soviet Russia. Oh, okay. So cool. I think they succeeded. I feel like the, the background kind of gave me those vibes. There's a kid selling apples in their neighborhood and then uh, to raise money for uh, a TV yeah. because she goes to school and she gets a crush on a guy and he's asking her about shows and she's like, oh, fuck, we do need a TV. So then her <laughs> and her brother decide they need to raise the money to buy a TV. So what they do is they go to this weird child who's been selling apples in he's their neighborhood. He's a Boy Scout. For some reason, this scene is shot at night in an alleyway. Yes. This like kids like a, a darkened market. alley in the suburbs where um, he's yeah, selling apples from. He's a dirty com or he's a dirty <laughs> capitalist. That's where they hang out. That's true. And they bring him apples from their yard and they say, these are good Canadian apples and not American apples. So you should sell them for more and give us the profit. Notice, guys, they're being capitalists in this scene. It's there's also like a weird national like a lot of the last two episodes is just her screaming at the soviet woman that they're canadian there's like a weird canadian identity undercurrent which i was like huh that's bizarre we're not american but so the kids. i also think that is satire because so much of canadian identity is once again not being american so yeah yeah 
Some trying trying desperately to convince people that you're not American. Um, so then That's with right. their extra Apple selling money, they buy the TV, uh, they bring it into the home and they outvote the dad uh, yes. because they're all like, we're going to get a TV. And then the dad's like, I don't care. I'm returning the TV. Fuck you guys. Um, so he's breaking his own rules, too. Pretty sad. Um, and he makes them give the Boy Scout all the extra profit yeah. they've taken from his labor. Which is like $300 um, in 1989, yeah, 200, which is $256. And yeah, because essentially they said, oh, like you're selling apples. You're getting paid 10 cents for every apple. It's like we're going to pay you 15. Like, hot damn. You got yourself a deal. And then, yes. The uh, cuck Soviet economics professor father is like, you have exploited this young child, dot, 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 labor. And uh, we must set <laughs> things right. So, yeah, that he does make them return all of the money. And it's like, oh, classic sitcom thing where you return to zero. You know, they had their fun. They had the TV. They got to watch a bit of Rocky Four. And uh, but ultimately, the father was based. The only thing you should own is a radio and then maybe a phone so you can listen to podcasts. So the only thing that you should own are your enemies online. Mm. Uh, But yeah, I I do. Yeah, I do appreciate the the verisimilitude of having these young communists uh, have the only thing that they do all day is watch and uh, critique. Uh, American films from the 80s. That is very true to form. Yeah, that's true. I also don't have this divided by episode, so I'm just going to keep going with the plot because the points at yeah, which they the, end and begin new episodes are basically completely random. Megan, um, I will tell you, you have now covered all of episode one and episode two in their entirety. Sounds great. So this is where the new Russian expat comes in, probably in episode three then. That's yep. when we learn the dad is a professor of Soviet economics, to which the expat responds, that's a thing. Ha <laughs> um, So we learn the Russian expat hates Russia and hates communism yeah. and does not want them to be a communist. And Danyasha is like, oh my God, we're like twins because we both like Russia. And the girl's and like, okay. And she, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and agrees to come for dinner. Um, so before she arrives for dinner, we cut back to a campaign meeting and we learn that the campaign slogan is going to be sharing is caring. Pretty fun. Banger. The dad is a Russia boo, which I wrote down. He's just yes. really into Also, Russia. the dad, I don't know, like, it could just be like, yes, the acting is very bad, but like, it's he's uneven. just like, I was the acting is uneven. Yeah, like, it, it's a little all over the place. Uh, but he's just like constantly like stroking his like his own face and his arms and stuff. It's just he's happy. It's, he was rolling through this entire show. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. I got yeah. the CBC. Well, he probably could have been just a, it's only 80 minutes long and they probably took yeah. like maybe twice that long to shoot. Yeah, that'd be sick. I would actually have so much more respect for him. I will say on a quick note on the acting, because I'm glad you brought it up. I would say yeah. there are probably three good to like decent to good actors, maybe four if you count Oleg, because his role is not particularly uh, deep, but at least it's like, yeah, he's fun. He reminded me of Dolph Lundgren. He was discount Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, yeah. So you have Dunyasha, who I actually thought was pretty good. Like, I think Same. she got her point across. Yeah, she uh, was fine. Her- her friend Jasmine also, like, once again, small character, but didn't annoy me. I actually kind of liked Mark, the hunky guy that she's, like, in love with. Mm-hmm. I thought he was kind of charming. 
and then, yeah, the dad, not my kind of performance. The mom Ooh. was kind of like zanned out of her mind. Oh, man. Was she cool. was cool. I love both her parents seemed like they were just off on that. Beam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One was on uppers and one was on downers and they just like let it ride. The, the enemy mom was, council. Uh, the mom oh, was sorry, Jessica Holmes and the dad was Aaron Poole. In case those names okay. ring bell, Jessica Holmes was in uh, Royal Canadian Air Force in the nineties. Uh, okay, so, yeah, yeah. That, that that sounds about right. Uh, Rod Bigman, which what a great name, what a what a subtle. Yeah, that name. that was inspired. Yeah, that was the evil guy. He was by far the worst actor in the show. Like that guy was terrible. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I was like, this man. They just got and off the street. It's 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 one of those things where it's it's hard to separate the the acting from the writing uh Mm -hmm. because they are asked to say some pretty pablum asinine lines in this show uh there's a lot of you know character a says something character b repeats it incredulously uh which i always find taxing uh but the worst example i found which just like was completely disconnected from anything the show is trying to do is i know i'm jumping ahead a bit but on international women's day when half of the cast is on mushrooms uh and just sort of tripping uh the mom comes in and says to the daughter's friend jasmine quote oh jasmine your makeup worked and now your face is as pretty as your head and then the mom moves on and doesn't talk about <laughs> whatever ex- the fuck she was trying to say anymore. I was extremely yeah. confused it by was that line. Very I good. was like, the that is, under. I guess, a way to write in being the make on under. mushrooms. Yeah. Because yeah. It because, makes literally well, no sense. Like, As yeah, was that just like scholar. terrible improv or? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I am 100% with you. The line doesn't make sense. But uh, you know what? I will say the mom in that same episode also made cards where uh, the flower looked like a vagina. And that's true. That, and that was funny. Over. Yeah, it's true. I was like, I, I would all, I also make a lot of pussy cards. Um, <laughs> not so for when, any particular reason. Yeah. Just like to have. <laughs> I get lonely. Cool. I like, I like to send them to to members of Parliament uh, with no yeah. return address and a special that's powder right. inside. Yeah, it's just my my fingerprints are all over it. But like, I've, <laughs> what's confusing them is that when they take me to the police station, I've sanded all my fingerprints off by that point. So yeah, they really right. don't know what to make of this. <laughs> Okay, so the Russian girl comes over to their house. Um, this is when we get the line because they're trying to hide the fact that they're communists. Um, the daughter says that they're Sovietophiles at heart and just egalitarian. <laughs> that's, that's a pervert thing to say. <laughs> Sovietophiles. That's awesome. Um, so the main girl wants to audition for Little Orphan Andy. We get to school, and during the audition, we learn that the Russian is a lot better of a singer than her and gets the part, which she's very sad about because her crush is in the play. Oh, no. Right, but I don't think they what? bring the play back up again, do they? Yeah, apparently yes. the last episode oh, yeah. that we yes, missed oh, yeah. is the play being put on. It's the most important part of the show, um, uh, then- I think. <laughs> She wants a funky haircut to win over the crush because she's sad that the Russian is stealing him. Um, So her mom cuts her hair because uh, supposedly all their family money has to go to the campaign so that she's not allowed to go to the mall to get a haircut. Uh, And the mom gives her a mullet, which she is not happy about. Um, Then the dad takes photos of all of them, including her terrible mullet, and goes to the print shop to get them printed. 
Um, and while he's there, he unionizes the print shop, which I thought was a cute little addition yeah. addition to the show. I thought that it was also fun. had the best character in the show, which is the print shop clerk, who's just some kind of like <laughs> random fat guy who just says like yeah. has the best lines in the entire thing. That guy rules. Yeah, he kind of looked like just like Josh rude Hack. to everyone. Yeah, he yeah. rules. He was seeing uh, <laughs> so then- cool. Then we learn that her crush, who has been helping the dad with his campaign up until this point, is actually the son of his capitalist opponent and was just spying on them the whole time like a little rat. I I just thought that like the dad was like grooming this boy. But no, it turns out it was the other way around. Yeah, yeah. The boy was grooming her father. I was coming over to your house so much, like, and have sex with your dad. That'd be a power move. I'm gonna do that, Dean. When when can I come over? What are you doing? Any time, pal. Nice. For you, just want to uh, hang out with me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is your dad around? Well, I guess he would be, yeah. Yeah, he needs to drive us to the soda shop, and then you can go back home, and I'll be at the soda shop with your dad. <laughs> yeah, no, all right. Splitting a malt. That makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah. We so, definitely we have a lot of soda shops around here, for sure. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me, honestly. Knowing where you're from, it's all fucked up there. I, I, <laughs> you guys are stuck in time. You're kind of like Dasha here. Yeah. The thing about the thing about Welland, it's it's like living on server. It's sort of like a Pac-Man level where if you drive like on the 406 out of side of city bounds, yeah, you just come back out on the other side. It's really chased by various ghosts that won't leave you alone. Yeah, but the ghost is just you know um, genetic alcoholism. Yeah, the the ghost is like yeah uh, the the results of years of pill abuse. Yeah, (laughs) the phantasms of your own mind. So yes, um, the big the big mid season reveal is that Mark is the son of Rod Bigman, and then uh, Dunyasha thinks like, oh my god, he sold us out, this motherfucker, and that leads to the episode where uh, called "This Means War," where it's all about her trying to get revenge on Mark and Rod for you know, their political machinations. And to do this, they enlist the help of the strange Soviet man who lives in their house named Oleg, who uh, I will also say one of the lines that did make me laugh is just like, they introduced this character in the very first episode, just out of nowhere. It's just this old guy who looks like Dolph Lundgren sitting at their table. It's like, oh yeah, when I was, until I was eight, I thought every family just had an Oleg, some random (laughs) old guy just hanging out, which I was like, yeah, you know what? That's fine. It was very unexpected and I, it did make me laugh, but he's like, oh yeah, like I'll help you out. So he essentially just does like espionage, but the espionage results in them just smashing signs on the big men family property. Mm-hmm. But the then the counter twist is like Mark sees her smashing these signs. She tries to hide behind a car. They eventually like just run away. And his father asks like, oh, who, who did this, Mark? He's like, I don't know. So it's like, oh, you know what? So yeah. Nice. And guys down bad. the dad and mom are trying to win votes, but they just keep going to the same one Italian woman's house because I'm pretty sure it's like the only like actor they could get, Uh, which is just honestly so cute. Like they just have so much back and forth with this Italian woman who like originally is skeptical and she says she's just going to use their signs to like use as tomato steaks. But then later she's like, oh, you've got my vote. It was so cute. And they talk about 
random Italian yeah. stuff. And, and it's it's at this point, I believe, where we encounter my second favorite quote from uh, this show, which is, uh, again, the mother saying uh, to the dad this time, quote, it tickles when you quote Marx. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which which was cool. And I was like, oh, yeah, Marx. I know that's that's the communist guy. Awesome. Who? Thank you. They also um, keep repeating. So they're going to this Italian woman's house because they need the Catholic vote um, because she's <laughs> going to tell all the church ladies. Um, because at one point they say, well, we know we have the atheist vote and they cut to uh, they have Merry Atheist Christmas, um, which oh, is yeah. where they don't get any presents <laughs> yes. and they have to say Merry Atheist Christmas, which I do like. Um, yeah, no, no. In addition to be being a, a cringe uh, soy boy, USR. USSR weeb. The dad is also an amazing atheist, which is well. Cool. Yeah, that makes sense if he's gonna be super into like Soviet style communism. My man yeah, is secular as hell. I love him. So yeah. then, oh sorry. I was just gonna say he actually looks, sounds, and reminds me so much of my high school guidance counselor that I had to check the credits to make sure because <laughs> I knew he was an actor at some point and i was like oh this 100 percent seems like mr l i was like i cannot believe that this is some other man who just looks sounds and acts exactly like him <laughs> oh man so the last episode dean and i saw was um they begin with celebrating the socialist roots of international women's day so they mm. copied me um yep. she That's invites true. her friend and the russian girl over for a sleepover and the russian girl does not know what a sleepover is and i was like i'm pretty sure yes. Russian children probably have sleepovers. Yeah, but, but she does know who George who Michael is. Yeah. It's a funny... Anyways. <laughs> I just found that a funny thing to add in. I'm <laughs> sorry, Chance. Do you want to just have a podcast where you talk about, oh, this episode was good. Next episode was good. Uh, we dude, what'd you, are... What do you think of episode seven and eight? Yeah, bitch. That's right. Yeah, I thought they were good. at me, dude. Damn it. Boiled <laughs> <Well>, again. <laughs> um... And then the Russian decides to come to the sleepover anyway because she's heard on the news that they're looking for dirt on this family. Yes. Like his political opponent is looking for dirt. And I don't know why, but she just hates them now. Well, so. I think like, you know, the Russian people like as a whole are sort of like weak and conniving. So oh. uh, this Megan, it's because she doesn't want to lose her boo to Danyasha. Maybe. But she I doesn't also, want that. She, and she also hates that they're communists. Yeah. yeah. So then she goes over just to, like, you know, be a snake. But then um, Danyasha's friend brings shrooms, and she just, like, agrees to do the shrooms anyway. So then all three of them are on shrooms, and then the mom and the old Oleg. weird... Oleg, sorry, are all on shrooms. And it's the mom's renaming party because she's decided to take back her maiden name for International yes. Women's Day. And, and the dad reveals himself to it. Like, he's just, like, you know, racking up this... This this kill streak of annoying leftist dad or, or not even dad, but just annoying leftist guy qualities because he's also a Bernie bro who hates to see liberated women. And he's upset about his wife for, uh, you know, taking back her old name. Uh, yeah. He's got an inferiority complex because once again, he's part of the loser uh, belief system and the That's loser true. party. So I get it. I was like, absolutely. I, too, am also a, a male feminist <laughs> you know what that means you know what that's code for an ally 
Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't want to see him in, at the end of a dark ally. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no one comes to the mom's renaming party, but um, we later discover it's because the dad is being slandered in the media. Um, and then she and the daughter have a nice moment. Um, the Russian gets a bunch of dirt on them, but I still couldn't really figure out what the dirt was. She was just oh, like looking you. around in their papers yes. and just like found. So I, I think this stuff. is revealed in the next episode. Yes, so we yes it seen. is. So yes. And then, oh, wait, I, but this one ends with the dad reproposing to the mom, so he actually yeah. is a male feminist, which now, was so. cute. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was nice. cute. Also, you it missed the key. Oh, Oleg and Carol drink some tea that had mushrooms in it. So that's why he's indisposed when uh, Tatiana, the Soviet expat, like just sneaks into his room, finds this briefcase, sees like all sorts of maps and like recording devices. And it's like, oh, this guy is 100 percent like a Soviet spy. And uh, she takes all of that. And it's all it's all building up towards the public access television debate between uh, Rod Bigman and Ian McDougald. And, you know, this is this is the big one. This is going to determine who gets to run Ward five in Toronto. You know, it's all the stars are here. There's 13 people in the crowd. There's the Italian woman. Uh, There's the guy from the print shop. There's the family. Uh, it's a big deal and in the middle of this debate which you know this this one is not a particularly noteworthy episode not really a lot of interest happens until the end but at the end uh tatiana comes in uh reveals that they've been harboring soviet spy by the name of oleg and then the funniest thing to me is just like (laughs) two guys that just look like two random big bald guys just like grab the family and arrest them and then it's revealed oh. later that they're they're like CSIS agents but it, it to me it was just like oh they can't <laughs> afford like cop uniforms <laughs> they're just like yeah you know what fuck it let's just get the two biggest baldest guys we can find and uh, yeah and that could be you next season i know well, once a- again another piece of media that has terrible bald person representation i was i was furious <laughs> he was a, a soviet <laughs> was spy that went by the name of the red jackal and he worked and for the, the KGB. Soviet slug. Yeah. Wow. That's right. Those those are his nicknames. Uh so that was the that was the big culminating thing where it's like, oh, these people are dirty communists. So it's everybody in the family is like, oh, this is gonna sink Ian's chance of being elected, but he's just <laughs> like like all good Soviets and all good leftists, just denying the reality that Soviet style communism is about to come to an end. Because remember, this takes place in nineteen eighty nine. So he's just living yeah. his own little world. The other thing too is we learn more about Mark in that episode. Yes, um, we learn that true. Mark actually isn't a conniving, skeeving, thieving scumbag, and that really, like, his dad has just been pressuring him to do things, and most of the time, like, if ever given the chance, he'll just shut it down. Like also- his his dad was like, ask them if they're communist at this thing, and uh, so you know, at the debate and during the debate, he stands up and he's like, what does he say? What, what, what kind of ideological like reform do you want to see in our community or something like that? Rather than asking him if he's a communist. Yeah. Um, He just like tees him up with a softball question. Yeah. It's also revealed that Mark is not Rod's son, but rather his stepson. And that, and and this is the (laughs) worst, this upcoming line is the worst line in the whole thing, which actually made me upset, (laughs) which is, so Rod, or sorry, uh, Mark is like, oh yeah, my actual dad like lives in Haiti, and then he says, you know, he's like a social justice warrior. I was like, this show's 
set in 1989. That's awesome. <laughs> Use an SJW so fucking horrible. libtard. Mark, you he, can't. You can't. No, you created he, a time paradox. <laughs> you have to understand. Mark's dad was the first social justice warrior. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Haitian guy. You know what? I'm just saying, Haitians were the first social justice warriors because they killed all the slave owners. Yeah, that was God. But then he was God, like, "I wish that would happen again." You know, Mark. Mark looked at uh, Danyasha and was like, "My dad's kind of like your dad. Like they have a lot of same pol- uh, politics and and feel the same way about a lot of things." Yeah. Um, so you you learn that you know Mark wasn't actually uh, being a spy. Snake, yeah, That's he's so no nice. snake. He's a tall, hot guy. Yeah, you got to respect that. So the big uh, climax of the season is the election night. Like the results are going to be uh, read on the same night as Dunyasha's play. So it's like, oh, are they gonna are they gonna all be together for the election, or are they all gonna be together for the play? And it's eventually revealed that. Even though after a while, the family is like, oh, we should probably just go to the musical. So they all make their way on over. They pile up in the extremely shitty Soviet made vehicle that the father owns and they uh, they go see the play. And one of the funny things in this play is like Danyasha gets a part as essentially daddy warbucks. Yeah. So, oh, cool. <laughs> so she is gender swapped and is wearing the big bushy eyebrows. She looks a bit like Hey Hachi from Tekken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like to think was intentional and uh, they all go to the musical and eventually it kind of like breaks down where Mark and Danyasha have this like big reconciliation uh, and it all builds towards a dramatic kiss. And uh, yeah, the crowd goes fucking wild. The The big fat guy Wait, from the copy. Sh- Mark play. Uh, he plays I FDR. Think he's actually FDR. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, like, Mark cool. plays FDR. Uh, Danyasha's trying to get money to give to uh, Titania. Is that how you pronounce it? Tatiana. Tatiana, um, who is playing Annie or Andy. Yeah. And And um, it's like Danyasha goes off script and it's like, oh, FDR, your new deal doesn't go far enough. It should offer all of these comprehensive benefits, including post-secondary. Yeah. It's when she sees her dad in the crowd that she starts... Getting really uh, lefty. Yeah, yeah. And, and instead of being like, oh, wow, this is great for PR that I'm helping this orphan. She starts going on about how, like, uh, post-secondary education should be free and healthcare should be free. And, uh, you know, you should build up uh, homeless shelters and stuff like that. And then FDR is like, yeah, I agree. And then FDR and Daddy Warbucks make out on stage <laughs> while Which everyone claps. That's the first gay kiss in human history. I mean, if you just think about the timeline. Yeah, yeah it was it was cool. Like, it was a good ending. Um, yeah, and, and the big fat guy says, oh, this is just because she quotes Rocky Four at the end. He's like, oh, yes. this plays awesome. I love Rocky Four. <laughs> yeah, he's so good. He he's is the best so good. character the, in this. Uh, he has like seven lines. For Megan and Dean, it's the guy who offers cigarettes at the very beginning of the show. At the oh, very yeah, end, yeah, is rules. just like I yeah. love Rocky Four. This plays yeah. awesome. I love that guy because not only does he love Rocky Four, but he has the script memorized. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was uh, great. I will say, so they go, they go home. They the election results are read out, and it's like ah, oh, Rod Bigman, seven hundred votes. Ian McDougal, seventeen. But the councilwoman who had died at the very beginning of the season, Hattie McDonald or whatever, got 20,000 votes. So although Ian (laughs) did not win, neither did Rod. And uh, that was how season, well, almost how season one ended. 
And it's like, oh, should I destroy the TV? He's like, no, I, I want some opium for the masses. So they switch over to the news. And the number one lead story is that the Berlin Wall has fallen. Yeah, and everyone's <laughs> so dancing just, on top uh, of it. So this communist family, well, really, this communist father is just watching as uh, the last vestiges of communism are torn down at the end of the 1980s, which I thought was actually a pretty fun way to end that. I thought so, too. I thought it was smart. Like the the stuff about how, you know, in local politics, people just vote for a name that they know and it has nothing to do with how hard you fucking try to campaign or do anything like the person literally died and got 20,000 votes. That was funny because that I, you can see that happening, right? Because oh, absolutely, like, nobody gives it has a shit. Happened, you know, <laughs> like it happened in the United States last year, and with an area that can even get twenty thousand votes, thirteen people showing up at the debate that was like to these guys <laughs> yeah. the biggest fucking day of their life, you know, like that's funny. There was um, some good stuff. Like, yeah, every, not every line is a winner, quite no. obviously, but I think there was like enough. Like relate understandable and like kind of smartly devised like overall gags. Yeah. That I was like, yeah, you know what? I thought this was gonna be a train wreck, and I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. I thought it was kind of cute. I was like, yeah. this is there's a worse way you can spend an hour of your life. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah. This is not as good as the Christmas break-in, but it's. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I I do want to say I definitely my I think my expectations were ex- exceeded because. I originally remember talking about this one with you guys when the show got announced and we thought it was going to be something super cringy. Yeah, we thought it was going to be unbearable. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like about um, Soviet expats or something or just like really like uh, the daughter was going to be like super anti-communist. I thought it was all going to be sort of about adults. Yeah, like rebelling against your your know-nothing parents. Yeah, and I thought it was like going to be all about the failures of communism to be honest um and i was quite present pleasantly surprised by this show like i don't think they were like rah rah communism but there was like they showed the the dad and mom as really good people who cared a lot about their community they talked a lot about like fun like communist policy and like positive things like it overall was cute like i think the characters were all like pretty wholesome so yeah i just like it in season two i'd like it if we could sort of reimagine the dad a little bit maybe like um again everyone really likes him and thinks he's cool he could like ride a motorcycle around um I, I don't know. What what else could we have this dad do? He could. Oh, and he's like going to be the coolest guy ever. Yeah. He just could like, you know, just like Jane elbow Vera. a jukebox and like have his favorite Soviet propaganda song come on. Uh, like, <laughs> turn, Mark, turn Mark into the real daddy he is. And he just yeah. takes over. The I family. would like that. I think. Yeah. I think he should insist that real communism has never been tried. I think that would that would be good for a lot. <laughs> he did I would say, have a good time yeah. with that. Which I thought was yeah. funny. When he was talking to the Italian woman after they've been outed as communists and harboring a spy by accident, um, she's like, get out of here. You're communists. I don't want you anywhere near my house after they're still like campaigning. It's just before the vote. And he's like, yeah, we're communists, but like with a small C. Which was yeah. very funny. That was also a very funny bit. Oh my god! I liked my that. parents make that joke to me all the time that I'm a small C yeah. communist. Yeah, Megan, yeah, like that's funny. Isn't this show? Doesn't this show have a lot of like Megan's background in it? Like, I feel like this is a good lore building time for us. This show is Megan, her racially yeah, I, ambiguous I, boyfriend. 
Is that That's me? right. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <Beep>. <laughs> I think uh, in season two, I, I figured it out. In season two, they should meet an anarchist family and then have a pointless, meaningless squabble with them. <laughs> That, that accomplishes nothing funny. and changes no minds. I feel <laughs> no, like that I would, would be like smart. That. Um, chance, are you are you ready for this? I need you to get queued up. Are you sure, ready, yeah, Chance? Yeah. Hey Dean, what did you think of our protagonist, the high schooler Dunyasha? Quote unquote too young. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> too young for what? <laughs> Dean. <laughs> Why'd you put quotes on here? Dean, do you have you any have that as a soundboard have- item? <laughs> hey, chance, are you ready? Yeah. Hey, Megan, if you yeah. had to use one word to describe the main love interest in this, what would that word be? No. Oh, damn. Oh, Megan. Wow. I can't Oh, begin. my God. <laughs> don't. Jeez. I don't like that this comes with a soundboard. This is a bad program. There we go. <laughs> Woo. Folks, uh, we've reached the point where the podcast, you know, you know, a podcast has officially run out of ideas when they bring in the soundboard. Yeah, Once the true. soundboard's uh, in, it's like, oh, we we have given up. We are really phoning it in. As I told Chance earlier, episode 100 is just our pivot into like shock jock come town style podcast. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have a row of like sound clips that's going to be like, you're tuned into the late, late capitalism show. And it's going to be so intense. You have no idea. Yeah. Uh, Cannot perfect. wait. Thank you, Chance. We, we, had, we had to cue that up. Yeah. Yeah, we're, it's called, we're creating a soundscape here. Yes, folks. of course. This is oh, ASMR LLCS. <laughs> this is the greatest episode of all time. <laughs> the last thing I want to say is. We spent like 25 minutes talking about cops, like 13 minutes talking about the show, and then just playing <laughs> the soundboard. <laughs> it's because, you know what, though? It's a testament to how the show wasn't nearly as much of a train wreck as we thought it was going to be. No, it, it was actually a pretty fun. And like Jesse said, the best way to describe it, it was a cute show. Um, like it wasn't yeah. bad. It, obviously, it's not some masterpiece or anything like that. But that's not what you expect from a show that every episode's 10 minutes and has a crew of 12 people like uh, and like a budget of like six dollars. <laughs> Yeah, like we, you know, there's not much to tear apart because it's it's very rudimentary already, right? Like you can't really, there's not much to shit on because it's just, you know, uh, very bare bones. And I think everything was there to make it a really good time. I actually really enjoyed myself. I thought it was funny. Um, obviously, I didn't think it was like the best show ever in existence. I don't know if I would tell people to watch it. Chance, no, where would you would rank it out of the can the can con that we've reviewed? Bearing in mind we've done pretty hard <laughs> cases, Flashpoint, Heartland, and now this. What's your, what's your top con four? Canon, you just you just reminded yeah. me that I haven't seen any of the CanCon shows that we've watched. <laughs> oh, oh no. Should I still okay. give a, a yeah. my guess? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so what is it? Pretty hard cases, Flashpoint, and Communist Dawn. Heartland. And Heartland. Yeah, and Heartland. Okay. Heartland. <laughs> yeah. Good old okay. Heartland. So, uh, number one, Flashpoint. Easy. Um, yeah. yeah. Goes awesome. without saying. N- number two. Yeah, you get to see a guy's head get blown off. Sweet. Yeah. I just like it because you guys told me that politicians were literally quoting the dude and like talking about how like the cops should be more like the show and shit. Yeah. Or was that 24? That might have been 24. But Flashpoint also know. had like. I don't it's think any Canadian politicians shit, watch Flashpoint because it was too violent. They were scared. 
it's <laughs> that's fun. true uh number also i just we, we we can cut this if we want but i just learned that uh flashpoint was filmed at my dad's jail <laughs> that <he worked> at. <laughs> that's awesome <Yeah. laughs> they were serving it's, time um, Arkham Asylum. Teen's dad, the Joker. <laughs> so number one, Flashpoint. Number two, Heartland. Number three, yep. Communist Daughter. Number four would be Pretty Hard Cases. Yep. What was the other one? Number five. No, that was it. That's it. Oh, that's it. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. Okay, I think that's my list. Pretty Hard Cases was uh, genuinely terrible from the clips yeah. that I was looking at. Um, <laughs> just like not a good show. <laughs> Um, the everything else no. has been pretty uh, competent. Even Heartland was like uh based on the story alone because that's the only thing that I know about it. Um, it actually had some level of competence to it. I think Communist Daughter did okay. as well. And you know what? Yeah. I give this uh six popcorns. That's oh, my out rating. Of, out of seven. <laughs> Just <an> arbitrary number. <laughs> All right, Dean. What's your what's your CanCon Canon rankings? You know, uh, I agree with Chance completely. Uh, I feel like uh, Flashpoint certified fresh, uh, and yeah, like he, like he just knocked it out of the park with those those rankings. I'm not. Thank gonna, you. I've never seen. No, I. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, sometimes beginner's you know, luck. it's like it's beginner's luck. You <laughs> yeah. know, ha- uh-huh. yeah, Chance having never seen the show, you sort of you have a better understanding than the people who have watched it. Probably. I have a I have an objective yeah, opinion. Say- <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. I would say overall, I thought I was going to have more to complain about politically with the show, and we just didn't. So thanks for making it, you know, enjoyable to watch whoever made the show. Leah, what's her name? Leah Michelle. Yeah, Leah Michelle made this show. (laughs) Um, Yeah, anyone Uh, have anything else to add? I I have my official rankings, and then I would like to tell you what I just Googled, which made me laugh, because it is tied to the rankings. Okay. okay, we all agree. Pretty hard cases. Dreadful. Number four. Yeah. Awful show. Did not enjoy watching it. Did not really enjoy talking about it. Yeah. Uh, number number three, I think in quality of a show is Flashpoint, where it's like implications wise, I hate the show so much. Like it's horrible. Oh, what? <laughs> like it's completely backwards and aged even worse than it already was. Uh, sorry, I stopped clicking. Uh. So Flashpoint, number three. Number two has got, for me, Communist Daughter, because it's so short and it's like yeah. inoffensive, it was fine. Oh, Heartland, of course, is the I all-time know, great. I know what you're going to do. No, no, no. It's actually not that. I'm not, not going to read it. I just want to tell you what I Googled because it really did make me laugh. Heartland, <laughs> right. I love it. They had a Saudi prince thing. I did Google yes, just out of curiosity's sake. Uh, Flashpoint Wattpad stories because usually the most disgusting <laughs> fanfic is on Wattpad. I'm not going to read it, but I did find a lot of them, which is really delightful. Awesome. For me. That is good. You have so much fodder. <laughs> oh, now. Look, another fandom, another fanfic. Hashtag can't stop, won't stop. And then it's like a very aggressive description nice. of sex, which is really funny to me. <laughs> uh, so, Megan, I think we're done here. Uh, do you mind sending us away? Yeah, okay. Thank you for listening, everybody. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. Fart noise. Next week? No. Next week, uh, we're going to do Undertale FNAF review. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's right. All right, bye. (laughs)